You're listening to Multiversal You Podcast. I'm Andrea. The intention behind this message is to bring guidance and understanding to complicated situations, a window for those who are teetering between following your head or your heart. Stay tuned to find out which path leads to total fulfillment and how this choice benefits you and the world. Welcome, everyone. As always, it's an honor and privilege to be here with you. I hope you find yourselves at peace. I know this time of year can be a bit hectic. Our work schedules and social calendars tend to be jam-packed during the holidays, so please remember to take timeouts from people, projects, work. Check in with yourselves. Take a pulse on your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health throughout the day, multiple times a day if need be. I believe it was Joyce Meyer who said, the greatest gift you can give someone is a healthy you, and I'll add a stable you. Now's a great time to connect with nature. Allow her to restore balance to your soul. Um, I received this topic from my guides at the beginning of December, and I could feel the emotional weight behind it. I never really know what's going to come out when I record, but I knew it involved heartbreak and other deep-rooted wounds. The one thing Spirit wants you to keep in mind as you listen to this message is, you don't need to fear anything. You need understanding. And that's what I hope to provide you with today. These next few years are going to be a little tough. Some might find it more challenging than others, but nevertheless, we as a collective are moving towards a heart-based future. Going forward, your decision process should be, the heart leads, the mind follows. The status quo is being challenged within ourselves, and it starts with a shift in our perspectives. More specifically, how we view past hardships, disappointments, heartache, and so on. The universe begins this process through our emotions because it's very difficult to stay the course when our happiness dissipates, right? Try producing something when you're miserable. It takes a lot more energy than doing something you enjoy. There's been a message of releasing people, places, things, ideas, from our lives this entire year. Everything that is leaving your life was never meant to be a part of it. 
Some of you may feel like you're stuck right now or like things are on hold, and they are for good reason. Spirit wants you to take this time to reflect on your decision-making process. The main question being, when did you stop following your heart and start playing it safe? Uh, At every fork in the road, I preferred the path of my heart because I knew, I knew if my heart wasn't in it, I couldn't sustain it. Uh, About a month and a half ago, I was shown the plan for my entire life up to now, from childhood to now. The Ascended Master, who's been working with me since the beginning of this journey, explained that there have been no deviations from the original plan and that I need not question the pain in my life but to seek understanding of it. Because of free will, they never really know what the outcome will be for our lives. When you receive visions from them, it's always the future with the highest possible outcome, provided you stay the course. Your heart holds the map to your destiny. Sometimes the road looks more challenging, but if your heart is leading you, then you clearly have everything you need to overcome any obstacles that arise. Some of you have been choosing what you thought would be the easier, more comfortable path, the more logical path with the least amount of pain. You've been allowing the mind to make fear-based decisions leading you further and further away from what you truly want. Your mind's been trying to get you there, but desires that originate in unconditional love can never, never, never be born of fear. One is light, the other is darkness. One cannot exist where the other is. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. He was talking about loving God over material wealth because only God can give you inner peace or contentment and physical abundance. The logical path only gets you one of those things. It's a matter of choice. Which of these do you prefer? The path of the mind, which caters only to the physical needs, or the heart, which brings a sense of wholeness, It allows you to sleep soundly at night, knowing that all is well internally and externally. You know, telling our egos or minds to have a seat and allowing our hearts to take the wheel is scary territory. There are hidden wounds we're so used to carrying around that we've become desensitized to them. We don't even realize a lot of the things we create in our lives are fashioned out of fear-based motives, the fear of lack, unworthiness, aloneness, intimacy, and so on. This is the baggage that needs to be purged from our hearts. And just a heads up, when we extract those roots, expect for the fruits born of them to go as well. Remember, your physical world is a projection of the heart. If you're unhappy with what you've given birth to, Expect spirit to shine a light on how and why it came to be. And then have the courage and strength to let it go. It was never meant to remain with you. Holding on to it will cause your light to dim. 
Take the rich young ruler, for example. He approached Jesus asking what he could do to inherit everlasting life and then walked away depressed because he was told to sell all that he had. Now, did he really have to lose his riches to gain enlightenment? No, of course not. Jesus only said it because he could see that his heart was bound to material things. And I'm certain he even knew the root cause of his obsession with wealth. And I'd like to reiterate, it's not this or that. You don't have to sacrifice this for that. Many think that the spiritual path means you can't have riches. But what good are riches if you still feel empty inside? There is a path that leads to having it all, but sometimes we need to backtrack to find it. Figure out where you stopped following your heart and begin from there. Jesus was trying to show the young ruler, you're going in the wrong direction. What you seek is not at the end of that path. There's a wound you cannot see, an attachment to material wealth, and therefore you're limiting your potential for total fulfillment. What you're looking for cannot be found outside of you. Many have created an illusion of what they think fulfillment is, but 2020 removed the veil from a lot of eyes. And once your eyes are open to the truth, you can't unsee it. Whatever you're clinging to in the physical will eventually come to an end. The only thing certain in this world is change. Spirit has been trying to save you from crashing into the wall that's up ahead. Your journey can either go smoothly by moving when prompted by your guides and or your heart, or you can take the hard route. And trust me when I say it's better for you to make the choice than for the universe to do it for you. The heart or intuition will always be the path of least resistance and the most rewarding. It knows the plans for your soul, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But it takes time to adjust to this way of thinking. That's why there's a, a waiting period for manifestations. Well, it's not a waiting period. That implies there's no movement. Um, it's a growth journey. God doesn't want to give you something of true value if you're unable to nourish and use it to improve the state of the world. Um, I'm getting that proverb, don't cast your pearls before swine. You may not be aware of hidden wounds that have the potential to squander a long-awaited gift from the universe, but God isn't. Trust and believe you will know them by the time you arrive at your desired location. When you take a road trip with spirit to a destination wish fulfillment, expect an emotional yet liberating ride. And by the way, the desire for your manifestation is the fuel that gets you there. It's like a carrot spirit dangles out in front of you, providing motivation and stamina. But that's why spirit is asking you. What influenced the choices you've made in your life? If you're unhappy with your current situation, I venture to say you allowed the ego 
to choose the path you're on. As Deepak Chopra says, the ego is another word for edging God out. I just adore his books and guided meditations, but the ego only makes fear-based moves. Its sole purpose is to protect you from feeling pain. The pain of rejection, of failure, of unworthiness. Again, this is the excess baggage spirit wants us to purge from the heart space. The fruits born of those fears are irrelevant. You need to find the scenario that birthed that fear into existence. Something happened that made you feel less than you really are. And every situation after that solidified that thought until it became a core belief. It took root, and you've been growing crops from it ever since. Sometimes situations reveal wounds from a previous life cycle. We bring them into this current life in hopes of setting ourselves free from it once and for all. Other wounds are created in our childhood, uh, within our homes or schools. What matters is there is a purpose for them, and you haven't been able to see it until now. Um, for example, maybe you experienced a form of inadequacy in elementary or middle school. Uh, we'll just say a very young age, an impressionable age. Perhaps you didn't have the material wealth other kids had. It made you feel less than when everyone else around you had all the who's it's and what's it's galore. So then financial gain became something you sought after because the ego was determined to prove its value, to fill what was missing in your life. You got multiple degrees, worked hard to climb the ladder of success, and by all accounts, you should be fulfilled, but you're not. Something is still missing. Why? Because you're trying to fill a void that doesn't exist. The mind sold you the lie that something was missing. It led you down a path of seeking what it thought would remedy that so-called hole in your heart. That's part of the programming of this world. The truth is, there is nothing lacking within your spirit. You perceived that experience in your childhood as being inadequate. But that perspective needs to shift. Perhaps your mission on earth is to bridge the gap between the haves and the have-nots. You now know what it feels like to be on both sides of the fence. So then take that knowledge and create positive change so that others don't have to feel the way you did when you were a kid. This is the perspective shift spirit wants for you, for the world. There's been a message of past situations coming back around this entire year. Allow them to come forward. Don't turn them away out of fear of being hurt again. It's the wheel of karma giving you another opportunity 
can make decisions from a healed heart space. And this is no easy feat by any means. I'm not saying that it is. It's like learning how to walk again. It's going to take time to adjust, so be patient with yourselves. Move at your own pace, but allow the universe to show you a new perspective as these past experiences approach you so you can choose the right path this time, the narrow path of forgiveness, humility, love, patience, compassion, empathy, perseverance, courage, strength, and wisdom. It's time to break the cycle of darkness. We keep passing the baton of pain to each other. It never occurs to anyone that you can spike that damn baton to the ground and run in a different direction. Uh, do y'all remember those talk show episodes? Um, I forget who used to have them all the time. Um, Jenny Jones or Maury. Yeah, I'm old, right? Uh, <laughs> one of them used to have those revenge body shows, people who transformed their looks, lost a bunch of weight, went from an ugly duckling to a beautiful swan. You rejected me back then, but look at me now. <laughs> They'd bring on someone who rejected them in the past just so they could reject them on national television. And <laughs> they thought they were serving them karma on a silver platter, but they weren't. That's all ego-based. It's a wounded person trying to wound another. They perceive the rejection as unworthiness, so they changed their entire physical appearance to match the world's standard of beauty. Do you know how much energy it takes to do that? How much time? The dedication, discipline, steadfastness. Uh, patience, creating and establishing new habits, pushing through mental blocks day in and day out. All of those good qualities running like a well-oiled machine to get the desired results. But then you turn around and use that positive transformation to spread more pain. Spirit wants you to take the negative experiences you've had in your life and ask yourself, what was the true lesson I was supposed to learn? And how can I bring light into this dark space so that no other soul will have to feel what I felt? The state of the world is going to remain the same until we learn how to choose the path of unconditional love within our own lives. A healed heart space has no need for defense mechanisms or games. There is no fear in love. And as my guides have said, a love that has absorbed and transformed darkness within itself is more powerful and much preferred than a love that hasn't. Uh, I forget which episode it was, but I stated I was opening myself up to a new experience of love. My spiritual team basically said it was time for me to come out of solitude and find a life partner. Much to my surprise, the moment I agreed to start a new chapter, they asked me to step away from the podcast. And the very first thing they had me do was bring down the wall of light I've been keeping around my heart. 
And this was not an easy task for me to do because I've worked so hard to heal from my past. I mean, I basically constructed a brand new heart from scratch with God here in the physical world. Of course, I'm going to do everything possible to protect it. But I can't do that. That's like trying to preserve the flame of a candle by placing a vase over it. My spiritual guides explained I had to remove the wall because my heart was like a lighthouse guiding a ship home through the fog. So down it went. (laughs) I felt very exposed, and I realized at that moment that I've never really known what it feels like to not have a barrier there. It was very unsettling. Each of my angels took turns telling me multiple times throughout the day, put the wall down. Now, here's why it was vital for me to do this. When I think about having a partnership, my mind immediately brings up past scenarios, right? And I can feel that wall start to rise up. My mind or ego reminds me of all the painful endings I've had and the enormous amount of work it took for me to recover from them. My spirit guides said to me, though, you've completed your healing. There is no darkness that can diminish the power of your light. You've breathed it all in, allowed your heart to transform it into love and are able to release it back into the world for others to experience and enjoy. We're presenting you with a new love opportunity so you can see that the void you thought past relationships left was just an illusion. You interpreted certain situations as unworthiness or inadequacy. But that's not what you were supposed to gain out of those experiences. There is a specific purpose for them that will soon be revealed. But we want you to know at this moment that you have always been whole. Don't believe the illusion that you're separated from source and therefore lacking divinity. This entire process has been a deprogramming of the mind in order to bring the heart forward. Your next move should reflect this truth. Don't let pride or fear developed by the past impede a prosperous new beginning. And they gave me that verse, um, Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Needless to say, I have since adjusted to this new way of being because my future happiness depends on it. I don't want to miss out on the perfect life partner because I allowed my head to make fear-based decisions instead of my heart. Yeah, I I might be single for a while, but all good things are worth waiting for. And for those of you who find yourselves looking for a new beginning like me, please look at the essence of their being or their qualities. 
don't put ridiculous prerequisites on them that don't matter. Like they have to practice spirituality or hold the same wisdom as you. Everyone starts somewhere. I'll tell you what God told me when I first started this journey. A willing heart can move mountains. Every single person on this earth is a spirit. Therefore, you are spiritual and forever connected to God and his plans for you. Whether you acknowledge that doesn't change that truth. Many don't understand that the earth is saturated with his essence. He's in everything. Get rid of judgment, the need to label everything as good or bad, and you'll see a world filled with tools to support you. God meets you at whatever level you're on. If you exist on a non-believer level, meaning you consider yourself a non-spiritualist or atheist or whatever, he will help you find balance and healing through psychology, through counseling. It's the same concept, it just uses different language. Some people become triggered by words like God, demons, the devil. And for good reason, there are a lot of religious fanatics out there, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of them in years to come. Hate to say it, but it's true. We have to get rid of labels. It's one of my biggest pet peeves right now. Look at the essence of people when choosing a partner for yourself. Do they reflect the same values, qualities you hold? Doesn't matter how they got them. All that matters is they have them. In my everyday life, no one knows I'm spiritual. I mean, the people in my inner circle know I am, but even they catch glimpses and that's it. It's very private to me. I don't adopt behaviors that make me appear spiritual. I don't alter my language, obviously. I cuss or the type of music I listen to. I do whatever the hell I want. If I want to go out for food and drinks, I will. I don't do this to impress people or appear holier than thou. I do it because it helps me maintain balance in every area of my life. People think I'm just this super friendly, silly person who's nice. But that's why. Because of all the internal work I'm talking to you about. But just because spirituality gives me balance and sanity doesn't mean everyone else has to get it that way. I am a firm believer of live and let live. And I'm telling you this because I'd hate to see you miss out on an incredible relationship over crap that doesn't matter. Don't discard people just because they live differently than you. That's actually a good thing. You'll probably balance each other out. If you're known to have your head in the clouds, always looking to the heavens, perhaps you need someone who's more grounded to bring you back down to earth. You're here to have a human experience, and you can't do that if you're constantly staring up at the stars. That's just a little advice for those of you who are attracting a new or past partner. But this is why you're being asked to let go of the things that were created from fear. They don't belong in the life you were destined to live. You might have misunderstood their purpose or tried to force them into a position they were not called to hold. But now is your chance to start over, to go back to the fork in the road and choose the path of your heart. This decision is far bigger than you. When a soul lifts itself to a higher level of enlightenment, it increases the vibration of the collective. And with this newfound perspective, you will experience a deeper, more spiritual connection with the people in your life. 
more specifically a romantic partner. It will be as two unblemished souls uniting to become one giant burst of energy benefiting the entire planet, a supernova, if you will. And when I say unblemished, I mean you are flawless. I don't care if the mind shows you all of your shortcomings. Do not regard them as such. Now, I'm not talking about denial, which is the refusal to accept reality. I'm asking you to look at them differently, how you define them. Take what you perceive as a weakness and turn it into a strength. Don't allow past pain to steal every God-given gift that comes your way because you lack understanding of them. You know, a lot of us claim we want reciprocity in our relationships, but that's only partially true. In real-world scenarios, it's a lot easier to put up walls than allow ourselves to be fully seen by another. It's difficult to communicate the shadow side of our truth because we fear being judged. So we hide certain aspects of ourselves from each other. And really, if you feel this way, you've already judged yourself to be wrong. And with this judgment, the mind steers you in the opposite direction of wherever the heart wants to go. It tells you you're undeserving. It tells you there's only heartbreak there. It tells you the heart only leads to disappointment. So we armor ourselves with pride. We say things like, you don't need anyone. You're better off alone. It's better for me to leave now than leave with a broken heart later. The term for this type of thinking is self-sabotage. You're making decisions based off what might happen. But it's not what comes at you that's the issue. It's why it happened and how you can use it to your advantage. Look at negative situations as a vaccine. It's building your immunity from feeling worthlessness or whatever emotion you're trying not to experience again. It may have brought you to your knees the first time, but it won't happen again. You're here to connect with people, not run from them. You're here to learn how to love without judging yourself or others. Don't fear the pain. Acknowledge the truth your heart is trying to reveal, or you'll never be freed from it. Again, there are core beliefs with so many layers and layers of fruit that it's going to take time, years even, before you get to the root. Your interactions with people will stir up the past within you. Remember, the mind keeps a record of avoidance to protect you. It recognizes similar paths of pain and deploys defense mechanisms, so pay attention to your reactions. If you're unwilling to see the truth in a situation because the mind believes the pain is too unbearable, the body will manifest nausea in your stomach or an elevated heart rate. You can't heal something if it doesn't exist. Denial of emotional pain will eventually lead to physical pain. And that type of existence is not written in the stars for you. Listen to me very carefully. Don't assume blame for other people's wounds. A hurting person hurts people. 
their actions have nothing to do with you. If they're capable of cheating on someone, you could be the most attractive person in the world. They'd still be unfaithful because there's a perceived hole they're trying to fill within themselves. They haven't figured out how to break out of that cycle of low-level consciousness. Um, I'm going to share a process that my guides gave me to help me in relationships, and then I'll close out this message. It's longer than I expected. I apologize for that. I try to stay under 30 minutes, but it doesn't always work out that way. So please bear with me a little longer. Um, I cannot stress this enough. Try this process at your own pace. If you're not ready to hear someone's truth or your own, then wait until you are. Change doesn't happen overnight. Um, when I was married to my ex, sometimes I would have the same reoccurring dreams of him. I would always wake up with this feeling of anxiousness and exhaustion, like I had been fighting someone all night. The first time it happened, I told him what I saw, and he brushed it off as weird, interesting. But the dream kept coming. I consulted my guides and asked, What are you trying to tell me? I'm exhausted by this vision. To which they replied, He's hiding something from you. You need to approach this with grace, mercy, and compassion. The same way we come to you is how you need to show up for him. They helped me construct a dialogue, and without hesitation, which proved to be a mistake, I tried it on him. I sat him in front of me, took hold of his hands, and said something like, You know I love you. I think you're a wonderful man, a good husband, and father. If there is something lacking within this relationship, we can fix it together. I've been having the same dream for a couple of weeks now, and I'd like you to tell me what it means. Now, as expected, he immediately became defensive. He didn't raise his voice or anything, but I could see he wasn't willing to admit to whatever he was hiding. His body tensed up, and his initial reaction was to let go of my hands. And most of the time, it wasn't anything major. Um, I think it's everyday things people do that maybe society deems taboo. So then I responded with, we all have things we need to work on. I have stuff that I'm trying to let go of as well. But denying them only makes them stronger. So please just tell me what it is so you can be freed from it. And what I wanted to say was so I can be freed from it. Like I said, those dreams were exhausting me. And over time, I grew irritated with Spirit for bringing his stuff to my attention during my sleeping hours. Like, I have my own shit I'm working on. If he doesn't want to work on his, then that's his choice. You know, why are you involving me? His stuff was never anything that directly affected me either. My ego, maybe, if I had allowed it to, but 
spirit was trying to reveal a wound that he judged wrong within himself and therefore was bound to it. They wanted to bring healing into that heart space, but he wasn't open to hearing from them. And since I was his partner and stable enough to help him, it was up to me to be a place where he could find rest from the darkness he was running from. However, his ego wasn't allowing him to receive the love that was being offered. And over time, it became clear that he had no desire to share his truth with me. There was too much shame and guilt around whatever he was holding on to. Nevertheless, I used that dialogue often because I knew it would be a tool for a future relationship. I could have taken some of his um, hidden baggage personally, but the truth is that stuff existed long before I came into the picture. It had nothing to do with me, and I needed to treat it as such. Now, I'll admit, sometimes those conversations would pop up in my head later on when I was alone, and thoughts like, he's saying you're not enough, you're not pretty enough, attractive enough. Which begged the question then, where are those thoughts coming from? There's a wound you're not seeing. So, like it or not, our problems were linked. They were intertwined because we were one consciousness, merged physically, emotionally, and spiritually. That's what a relationship is. There is no, you have your crap and I have mine. The moment you two become one, everything you hold within your spirit, the light and the dark, merge. That's also why the most important decision you will ever make in the world is who will be your partner. You want to merge with someone who elevates your soul, someone who will lift you out of your darkness with unconditional love, someone who reminds you of your divinity, who reminds you of home. Your intuition or heart is the only one who can find them. I used that tool of vulnerability, is what I'll call it, <laughs> throughout our entire relationship. And unbeknownst to me, it was prepping me for the ultimate challenge. I'll call it my final exam. Within the last two years of our marriage, something that should have been spiritually and emotionally disastrous for me happened. It was a test to see if I had truly learned and understood all the lessons I had throughout our years together. Out of respect for his privacy, I won't say what it was, but once again, I opened the dialogue. At that point, he knew what was coming and would never allow me to hold his hands. As expected, he chose to hide behind his walls and became defensive, so... I chose to forgive him. I didn't ask any questions because I knew I'd be met with resistance. But at that point, the answers really didn't matter. It was obvious he wanted a warm body to come home to. He loved the thought of me, the idea of marriage. And I wanted more. The brighter my light grew, the higher his walls got. There was so much distance between us, and he was comfortable with it. He preferred it that way. 
I stayed with him for a year and a half after that truth was revealed to ensure healing for both of us. Only time will tell if you're truly healed. When you can think about a situation and it no longer elicits a reaction from you, that's when you've laid it to rest. Now, I don't mean to make it sound as if I didn't feel one way or another about it. I absolutely did. I locked myself up in solitude and allowed my emotions and thoughts to move through my body without judging them or myself. Now, I should have been able to share that part of me with him, but he was too guarded, so God played that role for me. Now, it's important to know I had 10 years to perfect that skill. It wasn't that pretty the first time I tried it. It was more like an episode of Jerry Springer. As I said earlier, I drafted the dialogue with my guides and jumped in without giving it much thought, which is very out of character for me. I'm an Aquarius. We don't jump into anything. We think things to death. Analysis paralysis is real in the life of an Aquarian. Um, come to think of it, that probably only happened so that I could deter those of you who are impulsive from making that same mistake. Um, anyway, I got a stern talk from my spiritual guides afterward because had I continued to do that, it would have built mistrust. If you've ever been chastised by spirit, it's not fun. So going forward, whenever I had dreams and visions, I thought of the worst case scenario. When I could think about it without it eliciting anger, that's when I would approach him. Again, it's not a skill that develops overnight. It requires significant effort and patience, which is why we were married for 12 years, not three or one. <laughs> and 12 is the number of completion, by the way, so I was right on schedule. But this is the heavy lifting I've referred to in past episodes. This is all the internal work I was doing that he benefited from or was supposed to benefit from. I viewed our divorce decree as a certificate of completion. Well done, my good and faithful child, right? I, I graduated out of that low level of consciousness, and I was so excited. In the end, I was able to accept my greatest fear without it destroying everything I had built within, which means... I can tear down whatever I create within the physical world because I have everything it takes to rebuild somewhere else. I'm never starting from scratch. I have the tools and knowledge to recreate something better, bigger, something stronger. Not just for me, but for the world as well. And I'm telling you the same thing. Face your fears at every level. Invite God and your spiritual team to be at your side when you do. Don't turn a blind eye to problems. You're just delaying the inevitable. You know your spouse is acting strange, but you'd rather ignore that pit in your stomach than hear them say those dreaded words. But it's not their infidelity you fear. You believed you were unworthy of love long before you met them, and now you're afraid they'll prove you right. And I just heard once again, the only thing wrong in this scenario is your belief. 
They have their own wounds that cause them to look outside themselves and your marriage. The only thing you can fix is yourself. Nothing in this world will ever make you feel good enough. Your body could be perfectly sculpted. You could have all the money in the world, multiple degrees. You will always fall short because you believe it so. And it will reflect in your relationships with money, family, friends, work, everything. When you're ready, allow your spiritual guides to show you where that belief was birthed. And I promise you, no darkness born of that root will ever overpower you again. You, my dears, are reflections of God who is perfect. Let him shine light on your shadows so you can see there's nothing to fear. Now, that's just an example of what it may look like in your life. The situations that come towards you don't matter. They're only revealing existing wounds. What matters is how you perceive them and why they are there. This is what spirit wants for all of us. Change the way you perceive past disappointments. Ask your guides to show you what the intended lesson was. Once you know the truth, you'll be able to unhitch yourself from that negative cycle. The truth shall set you free. The more you release, the easier it will be to trust your intuition. Then you can confidently follow your heart towards a life of total fulfillment, whatever that means to you. This is what a heart-based future looks like. I know it's scary to be this open to the world. There are a lot of people who don't have the capacity to receive unconditional love. Instead, they retreat from it. They run from it, bury themselves in anything that puts distance between them. Some even feel unworthy of it. Therefore, use wisdom to discern who you can share your weaknesses with. Allow God to tread where your partner is unwilling to go. Also remember, you may be willing to hear their truth, but it doesn't mean they're ready to hear yours. So be patient with your loved ones and move at their pace if you're more developed than them. Love does not force people to do anything they're not willing or ready to do. Ultimately, it's up to us as individuals to see and accept the light and darkness within ourselves so we can do it for others. Learn to work with your shadow side and not against it. It's not there to harm you, but to help you build immunity to the darkness in this world. May the God of peace shroud you in his love this holiday season and in the new year to come. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to Multiversal You Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, please don't forget to leave a review and rate this show. For that, you have my deepest gratitude. Happy holidays to you and your loved ones. As always, love, peace, and light to you all. Some